Welcome to Oversharing with the Overbees. I'm Joe. And I'm Matt. And each week you can tune in to hear us respond to your voicemails, go in depth on our lives as content creators, and hopefully leave you feeling even better than we found you. With that being said, let's get to Oversharing. Hello, hello, hello. And hey. welcome back to our podcast. Oversharing. Oversharing. I've been waiting to record this episode for what feels like my entire life. I was going to say a long, long time. Years. years. Years it feels like. Not actually years. Yeah. But I have known I am pregnant since May. Yeah. It's really funny to record a podcast where you talk about like what's going on in your life and just omitting like the biggest thing going well, on in your life. And the funny thing is I personally think, and we'll get into this, I mm-hmm. don't feel like until the last six weeks, maybe not even yeah. like the last four weeks it's been that hard or that big of a deal. I think up until the last month or two, it's been able to really like physically you've been able to do enough and like a do enough mobily. Like you've been able to move around and like be a a functioning human being and like also hide it well enough that like, I'm realizing that you might be listening and be like, what the heck are they talking about? And if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, definitely go check out TikTok, check out Instagram. <laughs> we'll also give you the, you know, tea here. But we had a baby. I was going to say, if you're here, you probably know that we just had a kid. Yeah. Most likely. And it makes Matt so nervous that he has to hold his phone and drink at the same time. <laughs> I need all my hands tied up. <laughs> I looked over and you like have your arms. What is going on? This podcast is distributed via video if you'd like to see what she's talking about. But yeah. we are recording before baby gets here though. Yep. So I am currently, I don't know. 30. I, I can't talk in the mic and show you. I was going to say 39 weeks. I can, I mean, I can do a little talking. What do you want? Uh, I am 38 weeks and five days. 38, five? Pregnant. Yeah. Yes. End of this so. week, you'll be 39. Yes. So. Uh, and uh, honestly, we probably put off recording this a little longer than I even intended. Yeah, because like, I mean, some people have their, I mean, uh, the, it's funny because you're on a couple of like baby groups and like yeah. you've got your apps and stuff where like other people with your due date or like your due month are like having their kids. And like somewhere, what, four or five weeks ago, like it, it got... people started having kids <laughs> yeah. and like they weren't, again, you could have had a kid eight, 10 weeks ago and it would have been premature. It would have been a very, like they yes. would have been in the NICU for a, like an extended period. And like, there's, there's a lot to it. Three, four weeks ago, these kids started popping out and they're basically just full blown kids. They're, they're and taking they are them like, home. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep them here for a little bit just to check on them. But for the most part, they're yours, like ready to roll. And that was the time frame when you were like, Oh, well, and well, here we are about, I don't, I think about 10 days ago, I have an acquaintance that had the same due date as me. <laughs> And we got online and my top post for that day was them announcing the baby had come Uh surprised and come early. And that's when stuff got really real. Super (laughs) duper real. So it's been kind of a funny last couple of weeks. Something that happened when we were pregnant with G is our maternity photos. Mm -hmm. I wasn't planning on getting any done. Yeah, no, it was kind of funny. We did like the anti. Well, it wasn't because... You guys know I take tons of photos, so I didn't think I needed like a formal uh, photo shoot, maternity photos. It was pandemic times. Yeah. And it was, yes, absolutely. And then I was 38 and a half weeks pregnant and I decided out of nowhere, oh, I I really do. I want maternity photos. Mm -hmm. 
And so super pregnant me called up my wonderful friend, Reagan, uh, Reagan Buckley photography. I think she's Reagan Buckley photo on Instagram. If you want to look her up, sure. That'll get she's you close. incredible. But, uh, I called her up and I said, hi, do you have time tomorrow? <laughs> and she was like, no, but I I'll make it. Yeah. And I was so fortunate that she did that for me, uh, as a friend. And yeah, that's the pro of being a a photographer, ex-photographer that you, you still know a lot of people that do this professionally Yes, and are good friends with them. Yes. And so she got out with me at 39 weeks pregnant mm-hmm. and we went to a spot with pretty views and got pictures with G. Yeah. I tell this whole story because this pregnancy, I made sure that I talked with a photographer substantially earlier in my pregnancy <laughs> yeah. this time. I was like, I'm going to get maternity photos done because it ended up being really important to me last time. And even though I take lots of my own, having some that mm-hmm. someone else captures, I'm, I'm going to have it scheduled. And uh, so I scheduled my friend, Caitlin Wilson Photography, who's also absolutely phenomenal, mm-hmm. so talented. And <laughs> we ran into thing after thing after thing. Yeah, we've moved it a couple times now. We had to reschedule. And finally, we were getting up against the wire, 37 weeks pregnant. Uh, I had booked the studio time for the photo shoot, and uh, last week we got 10 inches of snow. Yeah, we've got the most snow we've gotten in like a decade yeah. in Arkansas. I <laughs> And the night before, I was like, we're not going to get that much snow. Well, because we're always like, they're like, oh, it could be three to six inches, could be four to eight inches. And you can go ahead and take the bottom number and then shave that by anywhere from 25 to 75%. Like... <laughs> Four to six inches could be one inch, could be an inch and a half, might even be as much as two inches. Yeah. Rarely is it four inches or six inches. This time they were like four to eight and our part of town got like 10. We got it all. We got a ton of snow. So shoot got canceled and uh, we rescheduled again (laughs) for Monday. Yep. And uh, so we had our shoot this week. I was... 38 weeks and three days Mm -hmm. and we made it and all through the weekend i was holding my breath i gave birth to g really late yeah and ended up being 41 one with her but still all weekend long i was holding my breath worried i was going to go into labor and not well yeah because like (laughs) we had this shoot schedule and we were like we're kind of like getting up against it and you were like i'm starting i think i can feel contractions and stuff and like that's all kind of new because with Gee, I you didn't, didn't have, have any any Braxton Hicks. Yeah, but I think part of that is I'm aware of what the tightening of my stomach mm-hmm. like looks and feels like now. Second go around, you're I'm a little, little more, more in tune. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I hadn't had anything where I thought I was going into labor or anything. Like no, that. but like even all of that is more than we'd experienced before. Right. So it was very much like, oh no, is this how it starts? Like, well, if this happens now in a day, is it gonna ha- like? So like we moved this shoot Friday, and we were like. Please don't have this kid this weekend. Like, just let us. Well, the shoot take was supposed to be on Wednesday. Oh, that's right, Wednesday, Wednesday. You're right. We had to move it way back. Yeah. Not way back, but almost a week. Uh huh. Anyway, what's funny is Wednesday probably would have been more doable because the roads were pretty clear. Yeah, but not for everybody else. Now, oh, true, true. Because the thing is, we have a whole group of people that we're using mm-hmm. and having help and do photos. My friend Cindy did some florals. It all worked yeah. out, but. Road conditions vary on where you are. They do. They and do. And so uh, 
We made it though. And we got our pictures taken yesterday and it was absolutely fantastic. I was more pregnant than I wanted to be. Yeah. And actually the ice started coming in. Yeah. We got a bunch of sleet and rain and it's freezing. And now we are in another winter wonderland. We really shouldn't have uh, probably shot the pictures yesterday. Uh, It was dicey. It It was was dicey dicey. at the end. Uh, There was no one on the roads. Uh, We got probably an inch of sleet just during the photo shoot. But Mm -hmm. yeah. We everybody made it home safe. I'm really grateful for everybody that came and made it happen yeah. for us because they did not have to. They did not have to. So, anyway, that has been kind of our update on what's going on before we hop yeah, into Yeah, that's our our weekly update for sure. But yeah. I mean, again, big update is we're having another kid. Yeah. And by the time this comes out, we will have had another we kid. We have another kid. Yeah. You'll know more than we do at and, this point. And uh, you know, the podcast, really the whole point of us starting this was so that we could go a little more in depth on things than we get to do in a minute video, a three minute video on TikTok, yeah. stories on Instagram. And I feel like this is our first real opportunity to dig into something, you know? Yeah. At least on the personal side, like we yes. definitely got to talk about some cool stuff and got to get more into the details of different things like our renovation and uh, a little bit about our job and different things going on in the world and but this week we're going to run in kind of a different order than what you're used to. If yeah. you are a regular listener, you're used to hearing reads of the weeks and word of the week at the end of the episode. Uh, we're still going to save voicemails for the end. Yeah. But uh, we're going to go ahead and hop into Greg's reads of the weeks to start. Uh, so we only have a handful of articles this week because I tried to pick things that had to do with parenting. Gotcha. Yeah, we kind of cu- curated some more parenting-based articles, and your dad is like... I specifically don't send you parenting articles because I don't want you to think I'm weighing in on your parenting and like critiquing it or like trying to guide it. I think you guys are doing a good job. And by the way, we do this every time we talk about Greg's Reads of the Week. Greg is your dad. Yes. My father-in-law. And um, like many parents of his generation, uh, reads a lot of news. And he sends that news to his children because he believes they need to know it. Um, It's not even news. You're right. Some of it's news, but most of the time it's just like it's jur- it's just like reportive journalism. I feel yeah. like what, is see, that but, are those different things? Because to me, I think of news as like current events. Some I mean, sure, occasionally sure, it'll sure, be sure. a current event, but not typically. Yeah, but I, I would say reportive journalism is the same thing, though. You're talking. We're, we're talking about just like articles. Like yeah, it's not reporting. It's like uh, maybe. We're not journalists, clearly. We're not experts on anything. If you're at this podcast, just be aware. We don't know anything about anything. Um, except well, a little bit about engineering for me and a little bit about photography for you. Okay. That's a, that's I'd like to say expertise. from Matt saying that, I know a lot of bit about photography and Matt knows a lot of bit about engineering. Like, don't even with people. Okay. Matt acts like all he's read is the ABCs of engineering that G was gifted as a newborn. Great kid's book, by the way, if you need it. If you need a kid's book recommendation for an engineer in your life or you are one. ABCs and they have them for a bunch of different things. Yeah, they're really cute. Like the ABCs of space, the mm-hmm. ABCs of trains. But they're actually, yeah. you learn a lot. You should look them up. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, your dad sends us articles that he reads on Apple News about And we're going to rank them on a scale of one to five of how anxious it makes us. Yes, usually. Because a lot of times your parents send you these articles and you're like, this just freaks me out. I don't, this is why I don't read the news. But they do. And they want you to know about it. Yeah. And that's what this segment is. <laughs> And we'd okay. never intro it before we start talking about it. So get used to that. All right. Article number one. I have two young daughters and here's why I say no to sleepovers. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yep. Did you read it? I did. Okay. It's, 
I, I'm sure that it is really new information to my mm-hmm. dad uh, when he was reading. It also didn't stress me out because I knew the direction it was going to go. Okay. Because I this has been a really hot topic. In... You said the article kind of gives me about a three out of five. Oh, really? Yeah. It's I don't know what it means. It didn't give me any anxiety, but because this is a very popular topic in parenting forums, mm-hmm. books, like all, all kinds of parents discuss this. It's very regularly. Gotcha. Maybe um, I'll, like my New Year's resolution was to to learn more yeah. and read more. Well, we're so a month in. It's not going well. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying it won't go well. I'm just saying I haven't done a good job yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's about how sleepovers are really not a controlled environment. Okay. Uh, no matter how much you trust people, you can't know who's there and what their intentions are. And gotcha. Oh, letting your kids go. Yes. Okay. Yes. I have two I young imagining... daughters, and here's why I say no to sleepovers. I was imagining saying no, because like, you saying no to me feels like it'd be in your house. Like, I guess it works either way. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people don't believe in having them at their house either because they mm-hmm. don't want the responsibility of other people's children, other people's children in their home. Sure. I it did not talk about that that I read, but, okay. you know, anyway, it's a hot topic. Yeah. I don't know if it makes any difference one way or the other. That's just where my brain went. It didn't uh, sway me one way or the other, like further on the topic. Mm-hmm. We're not far enough into parenting to be yeah. thinking or discussing that at depth yet. No, it'd be a bold move just to <laughs> take your 18 month old and plop them somewhere else some other 18 month old's house just <laughs> yeah. ruin both of their routines yeah so i don't i don't know where i'm gonna fall on that but I, it didn't give me anxiety yeah they gave you a three out of five up. yeah just the article kind of freaked me out the, the title didn't i have read a it. feeling that parenting articles are going to give you more anxiety than the financial articles or well yeah yeah because the the financial ones i just choose to block out you're like, like that's not real i'm like money's not real that's not my problem <laughs> <laughs> okay Article number two, your child's academic success may start with their screen time as infants, study says. Yeah, I okay, so I actually did read a little bit of this one. Okay. And like, I actually blazed right past the screen time stuff because they don't really say anything that, basically before 18 months, they discourage screen time. Right. I think that's relatively well known, but like yes. everybody's circumstances are different and you know, I think it's, uh, from what I've seen, a lot of it is about intentional time with your kid, making sure you're doing a lot of connecting and like screen time is not a substitute for like being a parent and being available and doing all of that stuff, connecting with your kid. Right. So there was, and I wish I would have not read it last night before bed and like read it like this morning when I would have remembered something, but like it had a lot more talking about good things you could do with your kids and like ways that even when you do screen time that it could be constructive and how to build a lot of that stuff that I thought was cool. I uh, read a study not that long ago that had come out. I wish that I knew who it was by, Mm -hmm. but about they've been tracking kids for now 15 years that like grew up with screen time and stuff. And I know I read the beginning of the article dad sent. Yeah. And one of the first things it was saying is that it could make a difference in executive function. And I remember the oh, study that just I do remember came reading out. that too. And I was like, if they're related to me and they have my genetics, their executive function is already heavily at risk. Well, there was that study that I read and I remember telling you about it. And there was almost no definitive difference mm-hmm. in executive function whenever it came to screen time as a measure. Yeah. There were other things that were a lot stronger uh, yeah. correlation. Yeah. So 
I don't know. That one didn't stress me out too bad either. Yeah, I, I guess I read the executive function part and I was like, well, I don't have that and I didn't have screen time and uh, I, I don't know that that helped or hurt me. So, <laughs> oh well. Well, we'll learn it as we go. And I do remember you talking a lot about that and being like, there has not, there have been long-term studies, um, larger studies that have not shown a correlation necessarily. But it is important you do, um, we watched that really short TED Talk that that like seven-year-old Little on. girl, yep. It was really cute, but it basically was like really important to connect with your kids and engage with them. And like, that's that's the important part, not necessarily like, and the problem is a lot of people use screen time as a surrogate for that as opposed to like in compliment. So, right. I, uh, for us, we don't put limits on screen time. No, but no. we don't really put limits on any kind of time. No, <laughs> that's true. So, you know, if we want to be outside, great. We, yeah. we kind of just leave all the options on the board mm -hmm. unless they're extreme, like a what extenuating thank you extenuating circumstances. circumstances like the weather today we're probably not going to go outside yeah for it's real hours icy. at a time because it's icy and cold kid's gonna snap her arm or something yeah exactly fall. so yeah but our kid also doesn't gravitate to screen time the same way either like right all right so if you're here you're probably here because you want to know why the heck didn't you share your pregnancy in real time on the interwebs yeah and that leads us to word of the week. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I, I forgot about word of the week. I was hoping I could avoid it. Oh, no. Okay. Got her. Okay. Got okay, her. okay. Word of no, the week first. I, I picked word of the week this week specifically to tie in. So okay. anyway, word of the week is the segment where I try and teach Joe a new word. Uh, her vocabulary is effective but limited. So yes. we try and broaden her effective horizons. Effective but limited should be my tagline. <laughs> a tattoo. Yeah. We'll just get t-shirts right on the pocket. Effective, effective but, limited. but limited. Yeah. It's good to know your limits and it's good to be effective, you know, Within with them. respect of them. Yeah. Yeah. But this is where we teach you a new word or find out that you already knew the word. But for the most part, I don't think we've had that problem yet. We have not. This week. And like I said, it ties in. Surreptitious. An adjective. Surreptitious. Yes. Kept secret, especially because it would not be approved of surreptitious yeah oh. do something surreptitiously or like so like um this pregnancy has been very surreptitious not necessarily because it wasn't approved i was about of, to say i don't like, feel like that's a good fit because it wasn't scandalous or anything yeah like that. yeah uh okay i i think it's more concealed the the, uh, the because it wouldn't be approved of i think is a little direction on it that i don't think has to be considered okay. Because I was about to say, I don't feel like anybody was going to be upset with us for having no, another kid. No, 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 no. Surreptitious. It kind of reminds me of my dad saying Sid Vicious. Yeah, okay. Uh, and so I'm afraid I'm not going to remember it, and I'm only going to remember Sid Vicious. That's a real possibility. A, re a recurring theme with this is that you don't actually remember the words. No, you know, I have really learned through this, and I've talked about this on a couple episodes. Mm -hmm. I think that I might have some variety of dyslexia. Yeah. I really do. Like a verbal dyslexia? Well, no, it can. I, I actually learned from okay. talking about this on the podcast. I had a couple different speech paths DM me. And I had a couple other people who actually have been diagnosed with dyslexia uh, send me messages and say that that it actually is a way that dyslexia can present. present. Sure. So I don't, I don't know. I've never talked to anybody 
But as we do this, mm-hmm. it really, the way that stuff processes and as I try to communicate it, <laughs> I, I have really wondered that. Yeah. So. There you go. Yeah. Surreptitious. 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 Can you spell it? Is it like syrup at the beginning? S-U-R-R-E-P-T-I-T-I-O-U-S. Surreptitious. 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 So delicious. There you go. Yep. My body stays (laughs) vicious. I be up in the gym just being Uh, surreptitious. Yep. There you go. Okay. Just just secretly in the gym. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I be in the gym real secretly, (laughs) real sneakily. (laughs) Oh, derailed per usual. Okay. Per usual. Now, back to what you were going to try and talk about without talking word of the week. Sorry. I, uh, sorry. (laughs) Okay. Why'd we choose not to share? That's what we're going to get into. Uh, and, uh, I don't know. It's been a really crazy year. Mm -hmm. So yes, we had a baby, uh, if you're listening to this and we have not had the baby yet. (laughs) Nope which is pretty wild shortly. Yeah. We're recording this so that we have something to put out that week and Mm -hmm. there shouldn't be any interruption in oversharing episodes. No, but do you want to intro them in on kind of what it was all like from your perspective? Because I feel like it was definitely me who brought it to the table that I didn't want to. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean with social media being your, your full-time job, um, and it's very common, especially in our little niche of social media, is that when you have a kid, you announce it, and it becomes a whole pregnancy journey. And it's something that people, I think, for the most part, really enjoy following along on. And um, I do. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's something interesting, and I think it's relatable for parents out there or people that haven't been parents or are interested in it or just uh, sometimes it's just entertaining um, watching that journey. And so it's very common to see couples that are in our position to announce uh, sometimes very early and it's a very long process and you were like hey I don't and we actually did that, I mean we did that with G and so that was we didn't announce crazy early with no. we announced it 14 weeks yeah with G so when we hit second trimester mm-hmm. which is kind of the standard yeah 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 I, <laughs> for, I don't know yeah the standard for as much as there's a standard around these things yes. but um and you were like, I don't want to share this. And I was like, oh, so you want to wait a while to announce? And you were like, no, I don't want to announce. Yeah, like, Matt was like, okay, so like what, <laughs> 20 weeks, 24 weeks? What are you thinking? 30 weeks, 32 weeks. What are we talking about? Like just just the very end? Or she's like, no, I don't. I would like to not announce it at all. Like I would like people to not know I'm pregnant. And I remember a, a significant amount of that was just like there is a lot of feedback you get. And it can be a time when there's a lot of people watching and um, that's a lot of opinions, whether they're positive or negative, because I mean, it's not necessarily that you're getting a bunch of like, oh, you're doing that wrong. It's just like, oh, here's this. And it's it's people trying to be helpful and that's wonderful. Yeah. But you were not in the mental frame to get that much input on anything. Well, and I'll never forget asking you or not, you know, mm-hmm. talking to you, bringing this to the table and being like, I don't really want to announce at all. And Matt, <laughs> Matt, and tell about. I would say 24 weeks or so. Yeah. His response to that was, well, let's just see how you feel. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Because my concern was very much like very much that you would get to 28 weeks, 30 weeks, 24, whatever it was. And you'd just be like, I, th- I think I want to share it. 
Like I, it's been fine. Like keeping it to myself is fine, but like, I'm excited to share it. I want to share. Yeah. And do you feel like, were you surprised that I never hit that point? Not really. I mean, cause it was a slow process too. So like it was very much a, and I kind of wanted to see how it was going. Um, as you became more like visibly pregnant, like how is like, we didn't know how you were going to carry the second time because the first time you carried like, it was really funny. The, the comparing between this and our first pregnancy, um, we, you dressed to accentuate the bump so much with the first pregnancy. Like you were like, you, she carried very high and like, you weren't I didn't huge. Look that pregnant. You did not look very pregnant. Like, I had to really dress to look pregnant. Yeah. At like 32 weeks, like if you wore a sweatshirt, you wouldn't look pregnant, which right. huge pro because you carried very similarly this time. But like, I remember you were like, man, this just doesn't make me look pregnant enough. And now everything is the exact opposite. Now we're wearing like, I can't wear that because it makes me look slightly pregnant. Like at 24 weeks, like you didn't look pregnant, but you're like, I could be construed as pregnant just because it's like covering my midsection in a way that like could be maybe. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to see how the physical part of covering it up went. And I wanted to give you license to pivot like, yeah. And I don't think that like what's funny is I always encourage you in a way that like I would want I would want the out. This is one of Matt and I's biggest yeah. marriage issues. Exactly. Yeah. As a whole. We encourage each other the way that we, we would, would like want to, be, to encouraged. be encouraged. And they are typically the exact opposite <laughs> of how we would like to receive encouragement. hundred like, percent. Because I'm like, well, here's the deal. I support you in all your decisions, but feel free to pivot and like you're not trapped you can escape at any time and like you can do whatever you want and it's not something you need to stick to and you're like no I want you to be like well that you got this you're definitely not gonna break like (laughs) I want you to stack the accountability on me and make sure that I don't well because when you talk to me like that I immediately my brain's like oh he doesn't think I can do it and that's not it at all like I absolutely (laughs) believe in you but I just don't want to add the pressure to you yeah I'm like he doesn't believe in me yeah and then I get really upset and that's the opposite. So I will really try to be like, no, you've got this. And he's like, I really just wanted to know that I had an out. I wasn't not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, no, you definitely, you're not going to cave. Like it's going to be perfect. And like, there's no reason to, I'm like, well, you could just tell me it's okay if I don't do it. And like, I, I'll try not to take it because like, I know it's okay. And <laughs> now I have the license to go further, but Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the difference in our styles. So I know that definitely aggravated you like early on. Yeah. Just my encouragement of you. <laughs> and and <laughs> I, you know, I know you, but yeah. from my perspective, we we got our positive pregnancy test. We were amongst moving and mm-hmm. a bunch yeah. of stuff going on. And I was I, I've talked on this a little bit online, but I've had a really just hard year with my mental health, I feel like a lot of people that I've talked to have attributed it to the adjustment to motherhood. And yeah. I don't necessarily feel like that's where I felt it the most mm-hmm. in terms of struggling. And so I had this really deep concern that as I was talking more about having a hard year mentally coming out and saying I'm pregnant again, I was getting the, like, I, I was really fearful of a negative response yeah. from people. Uh, negative how so? I, I was nervous that people would be like, well, if you're struggling with your mental health and you've had a hard year and you don't feel like you're in a good place, why would you add 
a kid to the mix. Sure. And I think that on some kind of level, I was having that conversation with myself. Yeah. Well, okay. (laughs) And so I had a fear of somebody else saying it to me. Yeah. Almost a projection of what you were experiencing. Yeah. And so I, I think that my fear kind of started there. And I also have had a really tough time as we've launched into doing social media full time. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've really lost my voice Yeah, because I have gotten so stuck on feeling like everything I say needs to be prefaced with all of these disclaimers and warnings and, you know, uh, admissions of what privileges I have that others may not Mm -hmm. that I just don't say anything at all. Yeah. Because try and filter it through every filter to make it as correct as possible. Right. And as inoffensive as possible. Right. Because I I want people to feel seen and heard Mm -hmm. and, but it's also completely dampered my ability to talk. Yeah. I, I can't speak online like I used to. And it's something that I'm really working to cure this year because I want to come back out and I want to talk about things (laughs) without giving you the 14 things that you may want to consider before. (laughs) And I, the the thing that that starts with is me learning to deal with the commentary in the comment section, because I'll post something and somebody in the comment section will immediately be like, well, have you thought about somebody in this situation? (laughs) You know? And I I understand their perspective and I understand where they're coming from, but that, it's like, mm-hmm. no, that's not who I was talking about. And we don't have a very polarizing comment section typically. We are no. usually very inoffensive. Just we're not j- just who we are is not very polarizing. No. And we're pretty uh, vanilla. But we are extremely privileged people. Absolutely. We just are. And so coming from that perspective, talking about home renovations, talking about the fact that we had a second baby and got mm-hmm. pregnant again, you know quickly and just things like that it's nerve-wracking and I I want to be appreciative and I want to do it all right and anyway a a year ago I just felt so lost in that yeah and I told Matt I don't want to learn how to do that through another pregnancy I I know a big part of it is that you're trying to do all of this while parenting a child now like that has added a huge twist to everything we do in our life is that you now have someone who's a year old that you are responsible for and that you're taking care of and that's everybody you know who is a parent's experience but it just adds a a level of complication to it and that that complication on top of where you were mentally and where you continue to be mentally um as you as you grow and work your way through it and uh it's just like i i can't take it on right now right And I was like, great, okay, then we'll do it. Well, and then another huge factor was I wanted to experiment with what it was like to share my life not in real time. Mm -hmm. So to still document and still document things that I found to be really important that I thought could be beneficial to people out there that follow along and keep up with our lives, but without sharing it in real time in order to give us some hindsight Mm-hmm. before we share something forever online. Yeah. I shared my pregnancy with G and my newborn journey with her in real time online. And there's nothing I posted that I look back and I'm like, oh man, I really regret saying or doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think you had a lot that you were like, ooh, I really overshared that or I really didn't 
yeah. Like, funny given the name of our podcast, but, <laughs> but um, I, yeah, I do feel like I wanted an opportunity to really commit to doing things at a later date and going back and pulling footage and sharing in that way and seeing what way can I do that, that it still comes across as authentic. Sure. And in what way can I do that, that it still comes across as organic because I had stuck myself in such a box of sharing in real time Mm -hmm. that I think it hindered me as a creator and somebody who's sharing and documenting their lives. Yeah. Well, in some ways it gives you a framework. It says, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm 31 weeks. This is what I'm doing this week. There's 32 weeks, but it does also trap you there. And, uh, like you said, you weren't, you didn't want the feedback and didn't want, uh, all the, the thoughts and questions, comments, concerns. Um, but I feel ready now. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's going to be, and some of it was just, we wanted the time to ourselves. We wanted, we've done it the other way. We've had a kid very online. Um, and we wanted to not do that. We wanted to try it and have that time to ourselves. And uh, being online, I don't think for us is something that has drastically changed how we live our lives day to day and that we don't perform one way for the internet and live a different way in our home. So it's not necessarily that like, oh, we want to do it the way we want to do it because we don't, we can't do it the way we would do it online, but it just gave you one less thing to think about. Right. And that's been, I think, healthy for this. Right. I've been able to document when I feel like documenting. Yeah. And I, I haven't pressured myself. And it means we haven't been as good about documenting either. No, we There's a not. downside in that when we don't have that structure and we don't have that external pressure to be like, what are you doing to document? What are you doing to share? that we don't document and share as much as we would have. And so that's a downside in some aspects. But in my mind, I don't know that I agree with that. Okay. To me, I don't feel like it's been a downside at all. I feel like it has made what I document a lot more intentional. Meaningful. And meaningful. And I also feel more appropriate with the amount that I'm choosing. Sure. Sure. You're not going for quantity. You're going for quality. Right. That makes sense. And I, I think that it has been a more digestible amount of my life to choose to share. Gotcha. Like, I feel like when I'm sharing in real time, it became so much. And the thing that I also really love about this that I'm hoping is working out well right now, <laughs> if you're listening, is we have kind of a built-in maternity leave. That's true, too. Yeah. Which, it, it, you know, we're still going to have to be working in some capacity we're going to be on email a little bit here we're going to probably be taking calls with our team we're you know by choice not by anything that they would push but uh you know we're still matt and i are our only customer (laughs) service for resets and everything like that so we're responding to emails you know i'm sure we'll do some podcast recording and some stuff like that and yeah and the other side of it is that in that time with the new child i know you get really energized like and you like your content it's very organic and you have a very much a purpose and you like sharing that phase yeah so you just as a person are going to be drawn to being like i want to get out there and talk about what i'm feeling talk about what i'm experiencing right but we also have this backlog of content from our pregnancy Mm -hmm. that we're going to be able to share so there's going to be hopefully (laughs) <laughs> Again, I don't know how it's going to work out and yeah. we'll we'll do a follow-up episode of how we feel after 6 weeks of, you know, having sure. a baby and making this decision. 
but it, it right now it's feeling like I have a whole log of content that I'm going to get to share with everybody mm-hmm. that all I have to do is hit post. The captions are made. The videos are edited Yeah, and I can just hit post and then get back to experiencing and being really dedicated in that newborn phase and get to spend that extra time with G and her younger sibling. Yeah. So yeah. teach her how to handle a baby. Yeah, exactly. That should be an exciting adventure. Exactly. Okay. So I wrote down a couple questions that I sure. want to make sure we hit first being, what do you feel like has been good? What's been good about it? Yep. About keeping it to ourselves. Yes. Um. Yeah. I think the biggest thing has just been, we have not felt the pressure to build content around it. Like you said, um, we've just been able to say, hey, again, for me, some of the external pressure is good to make sure that I'm getting what we need to get, but we haven't had the pressure to feel like we have to. So that's been the most constructive part, and it's let us um, not let it be our whole identity, I guess, also. Mm-hmm. is like in that phase when you're pregnant and you're announcing and sharing, it kind of becomes like, oh you're the pregnant lady and you're going to do the pregnant stuff and talk the pregnancy thing. And not so much now you have a, you have another side of it. Right. And I was going to note that I feel like what's been really good is for me personally, I have a huge fear with being a content creator and my kids feeling like they were part of my career strategy Mm -hmm. rather than because I wanted a family and to be a mom and, you know, to have that experience. Because it absolutely can be a time of growth for creators. Right. It's a huge time of growth for creators. People get so excited around people announcing pregnancies and documenting, you know, their experiences and the things that they're doing. And I I get it. I like following along with it. But that has been an ongoing fear of mine. I don't want my children to get older and feel like I had uh, their siblings in order to grow online. Yeah, you became a mom to be a mommy blogger. Like, yeah, you're yeah. Like, my blog was just lame before, but now I have kids and I can throw them on there. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know that I personally believe that anybody's out there doing it. And well, I'm sure that there's someone out sure. there doing it with that strategy. I don't know anybody personally that yeah. I feel like is using that strategy uh, that blatantly. Yeah, but and I, it's I, not front of mind. There, I think there are people that have kids and build a lot of content around them and i still don't think it's front of mind like no it's business we got to have this kid for business right no exactly does it get used perfectly probably not but well and i've been in rooms with lots of other content creators where we're having conversations and they're like oh well our engagement's going to be really high that Mm -hmm. month because we're announcing we're pregnant or we're announcing that we're buying another house or whatever it is And they're right. Engagement is high through those things. And it's a hard thing to balance because if you are a lifestyle content creator and you're sharing your lifestyle and you know things that work and are profitable and allow your family the opportunities that, you know, so few people have, I I don't know. It's a hard thing to balance. It makes sense that as a lifestyle creator that big events in your life are going to generate interest in your content. Right. And they're big events in everyone's life that people can a lot of times relate to. A lot of people relate to having their first child, having their second child, you know, difficulties with that and it, all that all that goes into all of those things. So, again, I go back and I say this 
was a really good experience for us because it gave an opportunity to separate from that. Sure. And it gave that hindsight and it gave that 2020 vision to be able to be more secure in what I'm choosing to share. And it also, I, I'm able to look at everything from this pregnancy and uh, go, ooh, I'm going to save that for just mm-hmm. this baby when they're older or just for G when she's older yeah. to have. And that's her personal thing or mine, you know, that as she gets older, not everything is out there and being able to look at all of it at once. Cause I know I remember looking back and I saved some things from G's pregnancy for just myself mm-hmm. and looking back, I was like, Oh man, I kind of wish I would have saved that <laughs> and shared this. Yeah. And so doing it this way has given me just more opportunities. So that part's been yeah. really good perspective. Yes, for sure. Yes. Okay. So what has been the hardest things? <sighs> Again, we, we do a podcast and we share lifestyle content and we've not shared a big part of our life. And I mean, there's a couple things that we don't share fully, but this has been a really big part. You're, I mean, like your first trimester, like just first like half. G, your first 20 weeks, you get wiped out. Like you're smoked, like mentally, physically exhausted and like sick, really, really sick. And so... Yeah. Um, there's just a a tough period there where it's like, not only are you feeling like you're dying, it's like, oh, we got to show up online. We got to do all our stuff. We got to be online. We got to do our job. And next week's episode, keep an eye out because next week's episode, we're going to kind of talk through (laughs) the actual pregnancy Yeah. and we're going to talk through what first trimester, second trimester, third trimester were actually like for us physically and all of that. But yeah, more of a recap, the experience, how it's been. I get so sick. Yes, really, really sick. So that was really hard, uh, showing up online. Nobody knows why you're showing up less, why you're showing up with less energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I don't know that anybody noticed. Again, but the, it's not even necessarily about what other people notice. It's that you know. Like, yes. You know you're like, I'm not bringing the energy I'd like to bring to my yes. content. I'm not bringing all of myself to the table and like, that's the thing. If if we're going to do this job, we'd like to do it well. Right. And I completely you don't agree. feel like you can do it well when you're dying. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I, it was really funny. Uh, between the 18 and 22 week mark of my pregnancy, how many DMs I got from followers asking what I was doing fitness and eating wise because they could <laughs> tell I'd lost a substantial amount of weight. Yep. Yeah. That always happens too. Yeah. It happened when I was pregnant with G. It happened this time. And uh, so many DMs. They're like, you look fantastic. It's diet and exercise, guys. Um, yeah. The diet is I can't eat anything. And the exercise is my body rejects anything and physically works eat. to throw up or reject out the other end anything I do eat. Yeah. And so that was kind of funny. And I kept telling Matt, I, I said, man, it's such a good <laughs> example of why we should never comment on people's bodies nobody upset me everybody was very respectful it's always very polite again it's almost always complimentary yes like wow you're you look so good and you're like i i am not good yeah i'm I'm like i am not good it is not a healthy way and i don't have any recommendations involuntarily bulimic yeah uh the other thing i was gonna say was really hard is i feel like our family and friends forget couldn't remember we were pregnant no no they're now in the last couple of weeks you know, it's getting very real. 
Now that we've now we're that almost you're, there. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I just did the thing that annoys the crap out of me with pregnancy, and it's the we, the we thing. And we we've talked about it several times, but uh, when when you're pregnant, we're pregnant. The, the phraseology around it, like the terminology, like I'm supposed to say that we're pregnant, but like we're not pregnant. You're pregnant, and I'm the I father. I don't think that there is a right like you're supposed no, to do. But I get in my head with it, like there is i feel like there's a right way to say it and then the right way you say it that way and you're like that sounds so dumb i'm not pregnant she's pregnant like she has all of the difficulties but i just get kind of lumped in there like you guys are pregnant it's like well uh, one of us is pregnant one of us has to deal with all of the negative like consequences and the other guy's just there (laughs) and he's just like yeah we're pregnant yeah it's been wild (laughs) matt's like yeah it's been so hard (laughs) I, I it's will like, say, I guess I do have to like take on more, but like that right. is nothing compared to not being able to physically do things. Well, I was going to note that I do feel like a lot of things have fallen on your shoulders during. Sure. You know, it, it happened with G, but it happened even more so with this pregnancy because we have a have daughter. A child. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, you have been really stepping in and you already are very involved and we're a very like. But it's gone beyond like parent, you know, it's gone beyond me going, hey, what do you want for dinner? I'm going to make myself this. And you're like, I want Pop-Tarts. And then you throw the Pop-Tarts up. And so it didn't really matter anyway. But like now there is a child who like can't eat Pop-Tarts for meals. Uh, True. And me and like also you were trying to feed all of us. And so it's like they're all the things you have to do with yourself. And And the energy that I have, I'm trying to put into showing up for work. Yeah. To do our job correctly. Yeah. So it's just been that that part's been hard. And if family not consistently remembering or it being front of mind was yeah. really hard. And I found myself getting really annoyed, <laughs> honestly, by friends. Friends, if you're listening, I love you because so yeah. many of you have said this to me and I don't want you to feel bad. Annoyed in a moment. Not in a moment. An- not annoyed like at the people. It made me feel both good and annoyed. Mm-hmm. But people constantly being like, oh, I thought I would have, like, I I thought I would have noticed online. <laughs> for some reason, that has been a really triggering statement for me from all of my friends yeah. and family. It is really funny. They There is this idea that because you share parts of your life online, that they see all the parts of your life. People see four stories from your day, and they assume they know exactly what happened in your whole day. They're like, you went to Target. And you made uh, mashed potatoes for dinner. Right. That's more than I know about any of my other friends and what they did in their day. And while that's technically true, there is another 23 hours, 59 minutes, and like 45 seconds to the rest of your day. That part doesn't bother me as much, though. No. It is a big part. No, but like that is something that like you just learn over time doing this. Is that people assume that they've kept up with you because they've seen your major announcements online or your posts. Yeah, but a lot of my friends thought that they would be able to tell I was pregnant because they knew. Yes. Yeah. They were like, oh, other people won't say anything, mm-hmm. but all know whenever I'm watching her. Yeah. And the number of like texts I got from friends being like, I don't understand. I don't understand how you're yeah. doing this. And for some reason, I took it so, um, not personally, like it hurt my feelings <laughs> or offended me, just more so. I'm like, guys. You felt doubted. Yeah. Well, I thought that I'd done a better job telling my friends mm-hmm. how quote unquote easy it is for people to deceive online 
Yeah. Even unintentionally. Sure. Yeah. Because I don't feel like I was hiding my pregnancy out of uh, some devious, you know, alternative, you know, method. I don't know what word I'm trying to say. I I didn't have ill intent for anybody not sharing it. Absolutely. It's a medium that your job is to present, but like you are in control of what goes up. You're in control of what it looks like. You're in control of what it sounds like. Like there, if you are filtering all of your content to present it online, you can go, wow, I look pregnant in that. I'm not going to put that up. You can put this up and say, I don't look pregnant in this at all. You couldn't tell. Well, and I think it's such a good lesson in the content that you're taking Mm -hmm. in. Stop. Everybody stop thinking that you can fill in the gaps. Yeah. Yeah, You know, even my friends that knew I was pregnant were having a hard time Mm -hmm. seeing I was pregnant in my content. Purposefully, I was covering that up on purpose. And I feel like a lot of people aren't even aware of the things that they are. It's not as intentional as not sharing a pregnancy. And it's not that you were sitting there and like, hyper photoshopping all of these images no. to like tuck it all in and make it look like it was in a place you just it's all about angles it's about i didn't have presenting. anything I, that was it's actually how you carry too because you carry in a way that is more concealable some people yes do not some people it's very obvious and it would be very difficult even with angles but absolutely. for you as a bigger person yes possible yes absolutely and i didn't use photoshop to change imagery and you know get rid of bump and things like that because I wanted to later be able to show you guys. And Mm -hmm. I have tons of video footage that I'll put out how it is just posing. Yeah. And that's the funny thing too, is that with doing more video than especially we did before video, you can't do that as well. Like it's, it's a much more involved task to try and physically edit a body in video. Although I don't know that it is. Oh, maybe not. I, I'm not, I can't do I it. I don't do it, but I have been getting more and more content to my feed of women showing how easy it is to edit. I don't oh. even know what you use. Interesting. But, well, I guess to a degree, like filters and things would would change how somebody's presented, but I don't know how that works on bodies and all I, that. I know that they have that. Oh, yeah. Apps that without do it. a doubt. I've never used one and I'm not familiar with how exactly they work. Seems like a bad mental practice to get into. Oh, 100%. 100%. And uh, anyway, so I have some videos that I'll be putting out so that you can kind of see what stuff looked like, uh, yeah. you know, from different angles. And, you know, we were thoughtful in how mm-hmm. we did stuff. The first message that I did finally receive was about my lip swelling. Yeah, it is funny. So I I'll remember that, that with pregnancy number one. Somebody yeah. was like, did you get fillers? Like, I didn't think you could get fillers when you were pregnant. And you were like, no, I didn't get fillers. It's because I'm pregnant. Yeah. And you got that question a thousand a ton. times. But I, I got a message from one girl this week who follows me on Instagram asking if I was pregnant uh, because of my lips. And she mm-hmm. DM'd me. It's still in my message request currently. And I will be DMing her after baby gets here. Yeah. Because I just want to be like, hey, good job. Yes. I'll, but... I, <laughs> it's the first one you've got that wasn't just like somebody throwing out there like fishing for a response. Like 100%. they had a, they had a reason. Yeah, people ask people me, will assume you're pregnant at any day or time, all the time, like based on nothing, <laughs> not based on something they saw in your content, or not based on something like they saw in the bet. Like they're just like, are you pregnant? Because just because they want to guess. Yeah. Well, and also because G's now mm-hmm. 19 months old, yeah. and so we're in the the window where. 
it would be more people are starting to talk about yeah. it. And a lot of people that we were pregnant at the same time mm-hmm. with online are also having their second. Yeah. So, you know, controlled chaos. Yeah. But uh yeah, I think those are the things that were hard for me. Yeah, makes sense. Just uh it really I don't think the making content and the posing and all of that was that hard mm-hmm. until this last month. Yeah. Well, again, the physical we've we're coming up against the limits of angles. Right. And uh, I have been doing outfits of the day almost every day on my uh, Instagram. And I have before and afters, or not before and afters, posed and yeah. not posed, I don't know, pictures from all of those. Yeah. <laughs> As the guy who later. does the laundry in our house, we're going through a lot of sweatshirts right now. We're yeah. going through a lot of sweats. Like, you're buying two XLs right now because you're like, I just want it to be loose. I, yeah. need, it, I need it loose well, and Well, even goosey. my XLs are pretty fitted on me right now. Yeah. Well, again, 39 weeks I, pregnant almost. People don't realize online that I talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. I'll never probably stop talking about it. <laughs> people just think I'm a lot more petite than I am. Yeah. Because I am, I, I think, relatively... Uh, Broad? Proportional. Yeah. No, I'm just like, you know, sure. my, my arms don't look big compared to my waist compared to my legs. Yeah. But they're not, they're not, I'm not a petite girl. No. Never have been. So, so you'd normally be like a large. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. And large, you, extra you, large. You'd wear some extra larges. Since having G, my mm-hmm. chest uh, oh, well, yeah. went up so many cup sizes and never went down after breastfeeding. Yeah. And so that really pushed me into XL territory mm-hmm. for most things. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm not wearing any mediums anymore. I can tell no, you that. No mediums. Yeah. So. Depends but, on the fit. Yeah. But, okay, I wrote down, we had one more uh, that we wanted to hit on this episode. Um, in hindsight, is there something that we would do differently? Hindsight differently. Yeah. Oh, I think it's been really good. I, think I do It's too. been really productive. I think it's um, given us a license. Again, I think the most difficult part is just not having, not being able to share why you're not able to give it your all right now. Mm-hmm. and not always performing to the level that we'd expect from ourselves for the community, you know? I agree. Whether that was inconsistency or just that kind of stuff. Well, I really felt that with not so much oversharing, we did take our hiatus over the mm-hmm. holidays because I could not be third trimester pregnant and host everybody yeah, and make TikToks and podcast and which honestly sounds so silly as I'm saying it because it doesn't sound. No, but like in the execution, thing with the, yeah. that was a lot of things. The thing with the podcast is you have to carve out time to record it. And uh, we were just transitioning editors and all this other stuff. And it was just very chaotic. And so it was, it was a challenge that we didn't have to take on. We said, hey, we can take the month off. It's not the end of the world. People will understand. Hopefully. Yeah. Or you didn't and you hate us. Yeah. Or you, you're probably not listening to this. Or maybe you're still here. Or you but made it. I, I think that was yeah. the only thing. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. that there's anything I would change, though. No. I feel like we're in a good place. Yeah. I I think as we go through time, we'll get more perspective and, and have a better answer, maybe. Um, once all of it's in hindsight. But I think the way it's gone is is good. Wouldn't change it. I'm ready to have this baby. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Again, to have all the cards on the table. Yes. Would be nice. All right. I'm going to pull up voicemail. Uh, we have one voicemail today that we're going to 
send you out on uh just because this episode already is long if we do as many voicemails as we usually do it will be a very long episode yeah if yeah. we don't usually we do two three sometimes, sometimes four, four voicemails uh but if you want to leave us a voicemail the link is in the show notes down below or in the youtube description if you're watching on youtube yeah. uh i wanted to note before we do voicemail please 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 Follow us, subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, rate us five stars, give us a review. It's really helpful for you to do those things mm-hmm. uh, if you listen regularly and it will allow us to continue doing the podcast, which we love doing. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And uh, all right, here is voicemail for this week. Hey guys, um, I just graduated from nursing school in December from the U of A and I'm getting ready to start working as a postpartum mother baby nurse in a hospital. Um, I was just wondering if there was anything that you guys remember from your time in the hospital having G that the nurses did that really stuck out to you or like made you feel cared for. Um, I just want to be able to care for my moms and babies and family members the best way possible and didn't know if there was anything from your experience specifically or from your friends or family that you've heard about that really um, helped make their time in the hospital easier. I didn't know if there's anything you've noticed as a family member um, when your mom has been in the hospital or anything like that. I know you guys have been around healthcare a lot, so I'm sure you guys have noticed a couple of the little um, the little things that they do to help make your stay better. But yeah, if you guys have anything that you um, remember about that, I'd love to hear it. Thanks. I mean, you're the expert. Let's be quite honest here. You have almost always been the patient or with the patient yeah. um, in the healthcare process. Um, uh, so I was really fortunate in my delivery with G that I had an acquaintance from college as my labor and delivery nurse. Yeah. Which was maybe the most affirming thing that can possibly happen to you as a first time mom going in to have an induction and you are so nervous and you have like a birth plan that you think you want to stick to <laughs> seeing a friendly face, someone, you know, yeah. uh, was honestly probably the best part of all of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know most people do not have that, uh, no. opportunity. I was extremely fortunate, Yeah, but I think that things my Annie, uh, my labor and delivery nurse did that were so special is, she was warm and she was supportive and she was informative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, she gave us our space to process and to do the things that needed to be done. She was really informative, uh, at all pro like every process and every, you know, uh, thing throughout it and made me feel very comfortable to ask questions that she may get over and over and over Mm -hmm. again because i think that that personally for me would be a really hard part of the nursing job especially in labor and delivery Uh, is you're likely answering the same question exactly and like you are going to be the person who does know the answers to a lot of things and it's probably going to get tiring to hear thoughts or like just for me to get that feedback and to be like, no, I know the answer. I'm, I'm a professional. Like right. I know how this works. I'm and sure it gets very difficult and you deal with people in a difficult situation and that a very heightened, very emotional, very fragile, uh, point in their, their existence. So you deal with people at the end of their rope, uh, in a very extreme circumstance and very emotional. So, yeah. And then, uh, the third thing I would say that she did that was so good is, 
she was so supportive of everything that I wanted Mm -hmm. uh, and very just on my team and an advocate for me. Yeah, very affirm, like affirmed your plans, not just like, okay, we'll we'll do that. We can do that. She's like, no, we're gonna we're gonna make it happen. Yeah, and some of that is just the the privilege of having a friend in the room. Yeah, someone who knew me. Yeah. Uh, As for postpartum and my postpartum nurse, I also had awesome postpartum nurses. I did not know them. No. Prior. (laughs) No, they they were all strangers to being postpartum, but they were really really good uh everybody i hear complains so much about nurses coming in and waking them up constantly through the night Mm -hmm. uh overnight after they deliver their baby because they have to do checks you know they have to do whatever it is they have to do the their job there's a a whole thing they got to make sure you're yeah but my team did an awesome job of trying to keep that as limited as possible like Mm -hmm. they tried to instead of staggering their visits like everybody that needed to do something would come in and do it kind of at once over the night. Yeah. So I didn't get woken up multiple times, which I thought was really awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I go back to the same thing. My, my postpartum nurses were the same as Annie to me. And it's why I really liked where I delivered and I'll be delivering there again uh, is because they were warm they were supportive and informative. Yeah, they they affirmed your wishes. They were like, because we were like, hey, we we feel good. I think we're ready to go home as soon as we are allowed to, as yes. soon as it is reasonable. So, the oh, nurses I that we about had, this. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the nurses that we had on our shift were like, great, we can like we can make that happen. Yeah, and like as we got closer and closer, because they were like, you need to be here for twenty four hours after delivery. As soon as twenty four hours goes by, you are free to go. Yeah. Um, and we were getting closer and closer and well, there was we like had some a run in yeah. with the lactation consultant for the hospital. Yes. Is what happened. It, that's not uncommon. A lot of times because that is their job and they take it very, 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 very seriously. Um, if there are any hiccups with lactation and breastfeeding, which is a complicated, difficult process that takes time and like you can see both sides of that coin, but. I can, but I also knew yeah. we had a lactation consultant already hired to come mm-hmm. to the house when we got home and things like that. And the lactation consultant was wanting us to stay another night. Yeah. She's like, no, but like you should really be able to like make sure everything latches and goes well and it's yes. just right and just so and make sure they're getting enough. And like, I, you need to prove that to me before I'm going to let you go. Before I'm going to sign off for you to go. And my postpartum nurse uh, was so lovely i was like can they do that after the and she's like no she was like (laughs) they can can recommend that you not go but they can't technically keep you here you can go yeah you can just leave yeah and And like i I will help you do that if you need to yeah i really appreciated that because again and i asked her in that moment i was like do you feel like we're we're in a situation where we should stay another night Mm -hmm. in terms of you know Am I risking safety of my yes. brand new child or anything like that? Because it was like formula is an option and like you wanted to breastfeed and that was very important to you. And like it was challenging to start with. It was challenging the whole time, quite honestly. But um, you were like, I think we can do it or we can do formula. Like I'm okay with that, but I would like to go home. Our families are at home. Like I feel well. Yes. I want to go. Yeah. And I already had the lactation consultant hired to come to the house yeah. and see us. And so anyway, all that to say, the nurse didn't tell us, yes, um, you can go or no, mm-hmm. you shouldn't go. 
but she did a really good job of sitting down and giving us all of the factual information and, and allowing options. us to make that decision. And I, I think that's what makes a great healthcare professional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and anyway, yeah, that was my experience. Yeah. I don't know if that was constructive at all, but that was our experience and that's what's helped us and what we appreciated. Yeah. And I, I just, I like it when people are warm. I go back to that. I, yeah. I don't need people to be like overly friendly and share their whole life story. Because I know for some people that's like a hard no, no, and you appreciate I also direct enjoy too. That. Yeah, <laughs> like you appreciate direct. Yes, but you like it to have a little human edge to it. Yeah, which is why I love my doctor too. Yes, my we doctor's a, really wonderful that way as well. A great but team. Yes, 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 yes. So, a great team. Well, on this note, surprise. Yeah, yeah. I hope that this has been fun to listen to. We will eventually do an episode where we do open kind of Q and A. Mm-hmm. and cover things that you guys are really curious about in specifics. Next week's episode will also be pre-recorded from before yeah. baby arrived, unless something crazy happens in the next you know, 48 hours. But that will be recapping the pregnancy and kind of getting you guys the details there. Yeah, just kind of extending this conversation because I know we have a lot that we want to talk about with it. Yeah. And uh, what we've been up to. Exciting. Yeah. Big changes are happening and we can finally talk about everything. Yeah. All right. So. We love you guys and we hope that you have a wonderful day. We'll talk soon. Bye. Bye.